EFS underscore PhD show for today, the 18th of September. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win our money. Sometimes it's going to be us, and last night, oh, so close. Um, I covered it already in the football video, so I won't go over it too much now, because a few of you probably have already watched that one, but we were, Hunter Henry dropped the first down pass in that last possession, and if he catches that one, and they keep going, and if either him or Ramondre or Parker or Bourne catches a touchdown pass on that last drive. I win 3K in the, the showdown, like the second half showdown, because that was pretty easy. Once you know the game script, second half showdown is kind of like, particularly in a game where it's like lopsided at halftime, pretty pretty fun to do in-game showdown, I think. Because um, you know the game script. Like, I, I was surprised. Somebody in the Discord, like, I was like, well, we know the game script, so you at least know what lineups to play now, or like what kinds of lineups. And they're like, oh, what, what's the game script? Like, I'm not making a joke like Hollywood, you know, like, if the Patriots are down 14 at halftime, they have to throw the ball to score points, right? Like that's not like not advanced math class, right? We all we, we all get that, right? Like when teams are down, they shift their play mix toward passing because have to, right? Have to score points fast to win, to get back in the game. Remember, Giants, Giants can't just lean on Saquon if they want to win that game when they're down 28 nothing and half or whatever is 20 nothing. So, you know, I mean, that's what I mean by game script. I don't mean like, haha, the little, you know, Keegan Michael key, you know, ad series is hilarious. And I mean, I really do hope they get Aaron Rodgers in there so we can all blow off a little bit of collective steam about that. But um, yeah, you got to know the game script. And like, if you, if you don't know what that word means, probably don't play showdown and short slate DFS because um, it's all about playing lineups for game scripts. Um, I mean, that, that's like a layer of check you should do on your lineups is does, does this make sense in some coherent universe? Right. So like, and if it doesn't think, uh Oh, is there a group setting that I need to set? Like, are there wide receivers or players who don't play well together? Yeah. So I want to point out something about yesterday again, like I mentioned it on the other video, but, um, Tyron Williams was the biggest edge yesterday and I'm shocked. I'm still shocked. I'm still processing how big of an edge it was. The fact that he was 2% ish in the big GPP yesterday, when that news came out like 10 minutes before lock of the early game and his game wasn't till three and a half hours later. Now I looked it up and, um, something like 85% of people were locked in at our RB, but that doesn't count flex RBs, number one. So people weren't willing, maybe their flex was already used too. I haven't double checked that. But a third of the games were late yesterday. And people were less than 15% exposed to any running backs from those games. There was just no ability for people to get onto this. And it looks like even with the 15% they had, they didn't go here. Presumably for reasons like the lineups where I that I had left had like McCaffrey or, you know, I'm not going to trade down from McCaffrey to Kyron Williams. Might have worked out yesterday. I'm not sure. But um it was an obvious play i jammed him in a couple different places but the problem is my computer is too slow so like can't update 150 lineups for kyron williams and i didn't think about global swap global swap is what it was about once we got that news he was a better look than joshua kelly at the same price for sure in every lineup and that that like is just a muscle that i haven't used since basketball season right like it's been so long and honestly it's familiar and a, a little nostalgic about that kind of thing but um yeah, uh, I wanted to pull up the contest from a showdown last week because I normally show, um, let's see, here's the big showdown because I normally do some sort of re review, but at this point in the, the um, baseball season, you guys have all seen infinity reviews of the um, classic slates from me. You know what I'm going to say. 
and it's going to be the same every time, and I'm not changing my settings at this point in the year. You should use almost all of your salary and use a stack. You better do it. If you're not doing that, you're losing money every day to me, to the other I mean, to the other guys who are doing it better than me because they got some other layer of process. This summer, I can't pretend like you're losing money to me, but you are losing money to Mousepad. This guy's out there every day, sharp as, sharp as attack. I've been following him for a while. Um, so look at this lineup, though. Check, 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 check. He won a unique. Did he win a unique? Yes. This lineup was a unique lineup, and it played all starters. Showdown is pretty easy. You guys should do it sometimes. I mean, like, because that lineup is, I mean, number one, okay. Salary is pretty low here, right? 43400 Yikes. Hold on. Is that even in my player pool? What's the typical? Yikes. Okay, so, wow. That's way lower salary than I'm currently exploring. Huh. Did we have a weird situation? Was Pavetta, like, relief pitcher priced? No. Well, that that explains how he got unique, right? I mean, he left 6,400 uh, on the table. But the thing that wasn't unique about it was playing all starters, right? Like, that is just like core um, core principles. The one thing that isn't really core principles here is, well, you don't have both pitchers. A pretty standard build is to, to slam in both pitchers like in cash or something. But in GPPs, it's probably better ROI not to jam in both pitchers because most people do, right? So um, you get leverage on the people who have the wrong pitcher when you have the 5-1 stack against them, and that's what won. In this um, case, that's what I'm seeing winning, but now that I'm seeing 43,400, I really do have to go over here to my settings and change that because that's that's shockingly, that's a lot of money left on the table. And if that really can win today, I, I don't want to be, I already knew to, to stay away from like lineups that were too close to exactly max salary, but that just steers me an entire, like, further that direction. You know, actually, I guess I can go look at Mousepad's other lineups and see the degree to which this was a strategy of theirs. Uh, so I go to players. I go to users. I can sort by winnings. I go to mouse. Oh, they stopped the ability to search by. That's so annoying. That's so annoying. You used to be able to click on this and look at all of their lineups. And somebody must have been like, hey, don't do that. It's totally available anyway. You can go look in the game logs if you want to. You know, I'm sure it's a processing issue. I've already complained several times about how long it takes them to update the processing thing. And that's not just my computer. Some of it's on their end as well. So it's probably to limit processing, to not let us, um, you know, go in and click every single one of these and hash it. Um, like they had to make it so we couldn't look at the million dollar uh, game the other day. Okay, so on to today's slate. No weather concerns in that way. Uh, okay, yeah, so I do need to rebuild these lineups with that in mind. I also wanted to point out for Cleveland, we did have a weather thing today, or uh, Kauffman Stadium, minus 30% home runs. So I didn't act on that in terms of, like, changing stacks and stuff. Uh, normally, I would, like, change the team stack and lower it by some percent. But this is kind of a weird one because like it's lowering home runs, but not runs and singles are up. So like, I don't really want the hitters expectation to change very much, but I think I do want the pitchers expectation to change. I don't know. I, I'm still not sure exactly how I'm going to tweak it. Currently I've got Quantrill and Singer just higher than everybody. Cause I think that's where I want them. Um, but yeah, if we're talking about optimal captains, that's the other thing I like to tell you for showdowns guys that I, I'm leaving in are Bo Naylor, Mille oh yeah, you know how I do it. I sort by home run probability. 
So you can get whatever your favorite home run probability source is. And then it's not just home run probability, right? We're doing a combined metric, which is home run probability minus implied captain ownership, because that's the probability that they hit a home run and give you massive leverage. So Bo Naylor has like 18% home run and 4%. So you got 14% leverage. Bobby Wood Jr., however, 14% owned a captain, only got 21% chance of hitting a home run. You get 7% leverage if that happens. Granted, it's more likely to happen, but when it does, you get almost nothing from it. And it's a, still a rare event, 21%. So I want to get more ju more bang for my buck from that kind of a play. So I'm going to go with like Melendez, who has a 14% chance of hitting a home run, but a 3.5% chance of being of being somebody's captain. So I get 11% leverage there, whereas I still only get seven from Bobby. Uh, Massey's the other place where I don't really believe 0.5% will get there. I think it'll be more, but um, it... Uh, he's got 13% chance of a home run and less than 1% captain. We're also going to have a thing. I just saw Salvi is out. And so these orders will be changed. You should pay attention. There, there will be probably some value in the Kansas city batting order. Uh, that's not currently on the slate. So, you know, I'm going to refresh, but I, I don't think we'll get that news while we're here. That's probably a little bit later than now news. So yeah. Um, your typical move, if you're playing cash, you jam in both uh, both pitchers. One is captain because they're the two highest expected on the slate, and probably 65% of the time both of them get there. You've seen pitchers' duels, especially in Kauffman Stadium, when the wind's blowing in and it's kind of chilly. So, yeah, I think uh, you do that in cash. But if you're trying to get different in the tournament, number one, you know my rules. I, I have my less than five dupes in 23.52 here, which is to limit the geometric mean to no more than 35 0.6. That's almost no constraint, right? I mean, five dupes is, uh, I should be probably going for a unique, but I just don't like, this starts getting you into relief pitcher territory and like, that's fine, but that's a little bit, I don't know. What I'm trying to do, I should just state my goals for the slate. I'm not really trying to win $10,000 today. I'm trying to win a couple thousand to get, um, to like kind of have a, a bunch of shots tonight. I think this two game slate for, for NFL is the, like, I was trying to think about it. I don't think they offer another million dollar two two game slate. The one that I like got my 10k from this spring was a two game slate, but it was only like 500k up top. So I don't think they do another millionaire like this. I think this is like during their exponential fall off, and it's just a pretty cool day. So um, I'm going to uh, yeah have have some. You should check out. I'm gonna link the video um, after this. The video for tonight. You should also like, comment, subscribe. I appreciate you guys coming by every day. We're seeing like three dozen of you every day. So cheers. Great to see you guys every day. Hope you're winning as much as I'm seeing like notes from you. It seems like we're winning more than expected um, value, even though, uh, yeah, personally, I've been kind of just dwindling very slowly. Now, granted, that's kind of the whole point, right? With bankroll management, yeah, I have a couple, a couple tough months in a row. It doesn't even matter. I'm still going to be up six figures on the year. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what you, how you got to steer your ship. You got to steer your ship so that like, the level changes stay, you know, boom, up. And so one way to do that, a simple way to do it, bankroll management-wise, is single entry. A lot of people do it that way because then your wins are big and your losses are very contained. Same thing with MME. Um, I just think you can feel out the, the ROI on a given slate a little bit better than single entry. Like there are definitely some slates where 150 seems in play and there are some slates like today where you don't, gosh, man, my apologies to everybody who feels compelled to 150 max tonight's slate of a two-game football slate. Oh, gosh. What a gross slate to try to put 150 on. I mean, like, I, I got five lineups, maybe 10 worth of, like, variants I'm willing to test, but I just can't even imagine. I mean, a million dollars, I get it. You try, try every little combination, but...
Uh, okay, yeah. So for I should also say for these uh, backup pitchers, the way you do it, like so for my player pool, I don't think any of them wound up actually being in it. So it's not exactly a live test today. You don't need the value. But for instance, Carlos Hernandez, you got to check your your optimizers because Hernandez and Clark, if you go over to Closer Monkey, so if you are winding up with like a build like that and you're going to be dependent on leverage with a closer, you should double check your closer hasn't pitched the last two games and or is falling out of favor. So Carlos Hernandez has both pitched 16th and 17th and in both games was pulled in favor of this other guy, Tyler Clark, Taylor Clark, which raises the question for both of them, are they available for the early game today? And for both of them, I have taken them out of the player pool because I don't think so. But they are there and they will soak up a tiny, tiny bit of leverage. No. 0.06, 0.04. I think the field understands they're definitely not going to be there. Um, so, yeah, I, I put in some other guys, uh, Colin Snyder and Tucker Davidson, but these guys are all like, you know, yeah, they give you 2% leverage in the chance they get there, maybe 5 or 10. But, like, you just saw I'm getting, like, 13%, 14% home run leverages by putting a guy at captain or something. I think there's better ways to get different than to put in these relief pitchers on this particular slate just because we're going to have so much value we're going to have value more than is even there right now because Salvi's out. So, you know, whenever they update that, um, I'll let you know uh, what I think. Nah, I, I'm going to be out out until the lock of that game. So I will probably not update you on the early showdown. Do not rely on that. Uh, okay, so for the main slate, pitcher-wise, bum, bada, bum. oh, did I change any team stacks? I don't actually think I did, yeah. Pretty pretty boring weather today. Pretty boring weather. Um Colorado's playing away at, at San Diego. Looks like I did change San Diego, Colorado, and Oakland. So San Diego, Colorado, yeah, minus 5%, sure. And Oakland, okay, minus 5%. Yeah, okay, the two minus 5%. That's why I can't remember them. That's almost nothing for me. You know, I like to play around 10 15% buffs and nerfs. This is by far my favorite way to get different right now. Um, it's just to, to manually alter your projected runs for teams. Because then it filters through and takes the set of lineups that has that projected runs and makes that the new projection. And that's so awesome to me. That's like exactly how I want that to work. So I'm going to do that every time. And same deal when you change a pitcher's projection. It, it changes the set of, of um, the subpopulation of sims that it's working with in the background. So this is definitely my favorite part of the current iteration of SaberSim. Um, but yeah, there's not <laughs> of pitchers on the slate. The one stud we're not stuffing is apparently Peralta too pricey. Um, same upside. I get that. So yeah, I would take Sears over him. He's not a stud though. Okay. Studs. None of these guys are studs. I'm not taking any of the studs. I'm not taking Verlander. who's going to get potentially smashed against Baltimore. Yeah. Not playing the pricey guys. It's fine with me, but yeah, the people who people are playing, those studs are Lance Lynn, Michael Walker, and Jordan Montgomery. And the leverage guys who are, people are like, maybe not as on as I am. Let me see. That's true. Leverage-wise, eh. A little bit of leverage to Sears. And actually, Montgomery is not on my list of highly exposed guys. I have negative leverage to Montgomery. So off the list of studs, studs is just Lynn and Waka, And leverage is just Sears and Wu. Peralta and Montgomery are fades for me on this early slate. That's fine. Um price price issue there like they're just not uh well also 90 percent milwaukee stacks on an eight game slate what are we doing like what's happening that's just nuts that's crazy insane like why why do i have to tell you not to do that you should know not to do that sorry 
This is me talking to computers. And that is how you should talk to a computer, by the way. Don't take any guff from it. I'm a very old man now. Um, and the way that I relate to computers is, uh, yeah. Approaching 40, the way an approaching 40-year-old should approach computers with a certain degree of mysticism. All right. Um, so yeah, I think that, that gives us Lance Lynn 80%. That feels like a lot of Lance Lynn for me. Just not that into Lance Lynn. Yeah, he's a, he's one of the better plays on the slate, but no, I'll, I'll mm, lack of other options. Do I really want to go higher on these other guys? Not really. So I'll go sixty percent Lynn, sixty percent Sears, sixty percent Waka caps. Those guys are all fine to be like a little higher than fifty percent. Don't need to race over here and show me lineups get in my way while I'm trying to tight, man. I don't understand. I don't even understand like what what is the trigger for the GUI on that? You know, like why is the GUI doing that? What was the thought? Anyway, I'm gonna chill out. Stop being so openly rude to my favorite optimizer that has, after all, maybe a professional of this. I'd probably chill out about that and say again, I like SaberSim. Um, I will, however, consider um, sponsorship offers. So feel free to pop me an email um, or or just respond, comment to this. Hit me up. I guess Twitter DM is probably where I should send you. Uh, DFS underscore PhD. I just pulled it up earlier. Um, so, yeah. And I think I hear an alarm. I get my kid to school pretty soon. Also, don't have anything more to say. Oh, Stacks, right. Stacks, I'm backing. Milwaukee, White Sox. Uh, everybody's going to, I mean, yeah, these are all fine. Milwaukee, White Sox, Houston, Washington. I'm not sure which one of those. Houston and Washington, flip a coin. One of them will wind up. I only put three on the list, but like, meh. I know. They're all fine. There's not. There's probably a couple more in here that I don't even really care. If your gut says go Dodgers, my gut's just not, <laughs> gut's not feeling the Dodgers. But a number of sad situations have got my gut in that, that circumstance. But yeah, generally speaking, I had to nerf a bunch of these teams toward the bottom. Not surprised for not seeing Oakland, Colorado, Seattle, Detroit, taking a lot of their pictures. So, all right, guys, um, let's, let's win this slate. Let's win that million dollars in some weird fashion tonight. And remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, one way or another, somebody's got to win that money. Might as well be one of us, right?